Sigma Diaries Podcast. Let's get on with it, y'all. Let's go. Let's go. We can relax, 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 have fun, have fun, have fun, get a good laugh, 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 get information, enjoy the show, the show, the show. I, I, I need to do what I do. Sigma man. Everyone, this is your host, Nigel McKnight of Sigma Male Diary. Ladies and gentlemen, remember to follow me. Also remember to subscribe, comment, like, and share on my YouTube channel. And I really appreciate all of the love and support. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have a nice podcast. And I'll actually join Latanya Jones's uh, talk on the wisdom app, ladies and gentlemen. I will put her link in the description bio so that you guys can uh, go over and download the wisdom app and listen to some of her talks. She is a life coach, ladies and gentlemen. So just go over there and check her out. And this is just general conversation on politics, relationships, marriage, and society. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the show. Hey, good good morning. How's it going? I'm good. Okay, my name is Nigel. Um, I was listening to your podcast for the past seven, eight minutes, right? And I agree with everything that you're saying, specifically in regards to the Republicans and stuff like that. Um, which was actually founded by uh, African Americans, so, but it was taken over throughout the course of time due to the, uh, the power that it upheld, um, the wealth of businesses, everything. All that stuff was dismantled. And it goes into politics because, number one, everything is based off of so-called the Constitution, which they didn't expect blacks to actually take part of and actually benefit from. So like you said, they don't focus at all on blacks. They would do it as a business pertaining to an industry, slavery, uh, prisons, um, things that contribute to poverty, like the same thing they tried with uh, Roe v. Wade. The panic that they caused with that, knowing, knowing though, that they weren't going to actually do away with it in all of the states in America, if any at all. So they came up with this whole solution, whereas they can have certain, uh, let's say like Medicaid, Medicare, or let's just say if you have any type of or any form of medical insurance, right? Abortions are now covered under that. You know, they trying to push it to where, let's say the America basically benefits from it, like they've been doing throughout the history of time um, from blacks. In the first place, you know, they build the prisons, they have all the drugs and everything congested in our communities. They make it hard for us to actually have businesses. They don't give us the grants we discriminate against when we go to open up bank accounts. We go for mortgages, loans. I mean, they put us in a separate category that makes it hard, if not impossible, for us to be on an equal playing field. All this oppression and oppression with this white power, this political asylum, this agenda that they're pushing. If you're not educated to the system, to the law, you will in fact be a victim of of its entirety. And that's just how it goes. You know, they prey on the people that are, let's say, uneducated or the people who just involve themselves being distracted by social media things that's going on you know around them that doesn't necessarily have a significance of importance to their lives they just waste their time away and just hope for a change you know what i mean and that's the problem it's not enough people standing up to the government these politicians these lawmakers congress and say hey we are people too there's no such thing as a, a third of a human being First and foremost, why do Caucasians, Europeans, white people fear black people so much in the first place? That's the question that we need answered because that's what they're doing out of fear. They want to remain influenced. Right. They want to remain on top as a superiority of people to where, like you said, no one else matters. You understand what I'm saying? So I think it's very important. 
and I appreciate the fact that you are speaking out the truths of, of African American African American ancestry, history, and, and slavery. Because this whole thing in regards to reparations, $14.7 trillion isn't enough. That doesn't cut cut it at all. No. And it's crazy how, and I and I say this with the utmost respect, but you have people coming over for other countries and they can come over here and start a business and don't have to pay taxes for seven years. Right. And then they go back with all this money. They're sending they're sending back American dollars back home to their families. And also with these 90-day fiancés and all this other stuff, these Americans don't understand their fathers are sending them over here to basically come over here to make money. And I, and I was saying it, you know, these people are treating these people that they're bringing over here like children. Right. Because if you're married to one woman and you're bringing another woman over here, why are you bringing another woman from another country over here who doesn't speak English, who cannot work for, I don't even know how many days, but you're going to bring them over here for what? Because you want someone, because you can't get somebody in the United States because you don't meet the standard, which, you know, I tell people, love who you love. But what I don't like is when I hear people still talking about the females or the males in that race and you're disrespecting other people that you claim you don't want. Right. And I feel like that if you're going to date outside your race, then you at that point have nothing to do with anything that is a black issue because you're now having biracial kids. And not only are you disrespecting the woman that you chose to be with, you're still making it seem like you still want black women. Yeah. And my whole thing is, if you don't want what you want, then you wouldn't be talking about it. I don't talk about somebody that I'm, that I'm not interested in. I don't walk out the house and I might see somebody have something on. I don't even mention it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's not my situation. If I don't like something or somebody, I don't have to walk up to that person and say, I don't like you. I just don't deal with you. Right. But I think we're in this childish mentality of we're still in high school. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've ever been taught life skills and what life skills are incorporated. Everything from marriage to, and this is all races, not just us, mm-hmm. but all races. We don't know how to be adults. Right. We can't handle the things that truly are adult because we think that, okay, I can still go back home. I always get somebody every time I go through something that's going to always be there. Right. And when you don't never hit rock bottom and then you see people that's homeless and you're like, well, how in the world can they be homeless? They didn't have nobody to catch them. That's why. Right. i like to add something to what you just said, though. As far as interracial dating, marriages, relationships, um, I don't think we should actually divest those black men or women from the cultural pandemic that we have due to racism. And I'll tell you why. The reasons why a lot of people marry outside of their race, it's not the fact that it's not enough men or women. It's the personality. It's the, the nature of the roles being played out you know, the way they should be. Like, a lot of men, first and foremost, black men, we are more race lawyer than black women. Let's get that understood. However, we are more desired after than any other man on this planet, other than that woman's man of her own race. So when you look at something like that, that gives black men the options, though, to not have to deal with women who are, I'm not going to say masculine, but let's just say aggressive. They're not feminine. They don't respect black men. You you know, you know how some of our households are where the man is actually the black man is put last. Like kids, college, careers, jobs, and businesses comes first before a black man is even considered a husband, a boyfriend. He will be considered as a baby daddy first because, you know, she needs the help. But she's not going to go after that man just because he's a black man himself, because a black man. So many standards are put on him compared to if a black woman was to marry a non-black man or date a non-black man or enter a relationship with a non-black man. She has less standards towards that, you know, that race of man or men rather than the black man have to be held to all these standards and expectations. So when you look at it from that perspective, why a black man would date out, 
have children biracially, but still stand up for the African-American community because he's a part of that. Not only him now, he has to protect his children, not just from whites, but from every other race that doesn't like black people. You know what I mean? It's no different than a, 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 a slave owner raping a black slave, but he would still put his child out in the field. You, know, so you see what I'm saying? So they, so when you look at that, that's the same thing that happens in a diaspora or in an African-American community. Whereas because you've done this or I look at you or label you as that, then you're you're not you don't amount up to to be able to do this. You're with a white woman, so you can't speak about black men. I mean, black women. You're with a Puerto Rican woman, so you can't talk about black women. Well, we have the experiences of of being with a black woman or being with black women. See, we can compare the, the differences. And that's why it is the way it is. But as a whole, whether you're black, biracial or not, you still are a part of what happened throughout the history of slavery in regards to our ancestors being stripped of who they are. So you have a community of people that's like that. We grew up like that without a sense of direction, knowing who we are. It's easy to step out somewhere else, not knowing that you're putting yourself in harm's way. Something I don't like about these things is when they always go out like that. Uh-huh. I hate when they do that. But I wish I don't know how to extend the time. I need to extend the time on these things. Yeah, we can't extend okay. the time. They give us ten minutes at a time. <laughs> so yeah. I think we could though. I'm not sure how to uh, look into that. But yeah, so that that's my cause I see I'm African. I'm Gambanese, right? From Gabon, mm-hmm. right? So when you look at the, the lifestyle from Africa to America, which I've been raised here and everything my whole life. So I see the difference the differences in the women. I see the differences of how some Africans look at slavery compared to how African Americans look at slavery. See, a lot of that stuff in Africa, that stuff isn't really talked about or mentioned because the slaves were taken from there and put somewhere else and been abused. You understand what I'm saying? You have yeah. some some women in Africa who want their children to be lighter. They have children with white men or lighter skinned black men, so they won't endure as much racism or hatred. That's what they think. But it's it's going to exist no matter where we go. As long as these Europeans run this country, we will always, we will always suffer. And I say that with, with the utmost respect. But when you look at a race of people mistreating a race, of, for example, how the police treat us. You know, when it's a white man out there attacking them, whooping their ass, even pull out a gun, he don't get shot, he get tased. You understand what I'm saying? Put the gun down, John. We don't want to hurt you, Bob. You know what I mean? Shit like that. But with us, we raise our hand, got a cell phone, a gun, gun, and they just gun us down. All this qualified immunity. That's what they did back throughout the time of racism and, and slavery when they had these overseers, you know, looking after the slaves with these cuffs, chains, shackles. You know, hitting us with whips, beating us with sticks. This is all this stuff come from. You know, policing is a form of oppression. It's not for protection. Not not for blacks. So when you look at it from that spectrum, man, I mean, we are disadvantaged by 100% in America. We are allowed. We're not given a privilege. See, that's a big difference. We are allowed to do things. It's not a privilege because they, they take that away from us at any given moment, regardless to what it is. You know, we, they have to vote every 25 years to say that we, 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 we're we free, that we can vote and all this other stuff. We can have jobs. A lot of people don't know these things. But a lot of things that's within the Constitution pretending to black people has to be renewed every 20 to 25 years. Why is that like that? But we're citizens. You could commit a crime, a nonviolent crime, and have your right to bear arms taken away. And it doesn't have anything to do with the gun charge. Why do they do that? Out of all the well, I don't know what they call it, but all the amendments within the Constitution. Why do they take away the Second Amendment right? Because that strips away power from a man. They don't look at women commit crimes, taking away their, you know, Second Amendment rights. They do it to black men because when they came up with this prison system, they didn't do it to incarcerate their own. And that's just how it is. That's why. Do you think that changed? Do you think that changed over time? Slowly. As far as their own Slowly, but not progressive enough. And I'll say this, hmm. because you got black men serving 23, 25, 30 years for a crime they didn't commit, and they're not allowing some of them guys to follow civil suit. 
They know some of them officers were corrupt. They know some of those officers were sexually assaulting women and everything. Allowed them people to retire and everything with a pension and, and, and all the other stuff. But yet and still, some states have a statute of limitations on such things and it shouldn't be that way. See, that's to protect them because those are the crimes they commit. They are the pedophiles, the molesters. They are the ones who embezzle money. All these white collar crimes, that's to protect them. That's why it's all federal. Because certain crimes in the state, think about it. If they do this thing with this hate crime, right? If they was to pass that, don't you know they say, well, yeah, you could face up to 30 years, but it started off at probation. For these officers, though, that were to kill a black man, unjustified, mm -hmm. he can, um, they can dismiss in the state through qualified immunity. But when you go to the feds, he can face up to 30 years. It doesn't say we'll face a, a, an imprisonment of 30 years to life. It says up to 30 years. That's how less they value our life. Hmm. And that's an interesting way of looking at it. And I agree. Well, my whole thing is, I think for us, we have to stop trying to find our identity through all of these other races in general. Right. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm not against anybody dating outside their race. I'm not. I say if you find happiness, I think you have the right to date whoever you want to date. I feel like you have the right to determine what your own knowledge is. I'm not against any race of people, regardless of what race that they are. What uh -huh. I just think, and throughout history, every country has been enslaved in some way. Ours has just been the most glorified and the worst of it. Right. So at the same time, you know, you have the Holocaust, you have people in Japan, you have people in Ukraine. Everybody around the world has been through some type of slavery. Right. And that's something that I've learned. So I never would say that slavery across the board I don't care who's ever went through it. I think it's wrong. I just think we're the same, we're the same ones. We're the only ones that are dealing with it where nobody can get past it. Uh -huh. And we can't get past the stigma of that. Even though we try to get past the stigma of it, we can't. Right. We're not allowed to. Well, yeah. We're not allowed to heal from it, if that makes sense. Well, that's because we're reminded of it every day. Put in a job application. Go to an unfamiliar neighborhood that's more upscale, let's just say more urban. You're going to be looked at a certain type of way. You know, but they won't look at a Chinese person, though, as they would look at a black person that way, though. Or even a Puerto Rican person. You see what I'm saying? They go through deeper levels to make sure that their hatred, that that presence is made known. You know, they come up with all these racial slurs. They call it a black man an N-word. Or a Hispanic person a S words, you know what I mean, to call a Mexican or what, you know what I mean, and all these other names though, right, to to demoralize a person, humanity, is it to say that you're less than, so I'm going to insult, shame, bash, you know, and to make you feel guilty for who you are, because I'm right, you are who you are, and I'm going to tell you who you are, like you said, we shouldn't look for our identity within other races and cultures, that is a definite no-no. Because you have to learn first of who you are to identify your purpose. And if you can't do that, you're going to be lost, just like everyone else. And that's I mean, what... It's no I mean, but it's no... I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say before you, before you finished that statement was, okay, let's look at all of these men, black men and Hispanic men that have been trying to buy football teams. And they've been trying to get into the NBA and the NFL. Instead of them taking the money and creating their own, they won't do that. They won't do that because subliminally they think they can't do anything without, you know, white America being able to give them that right to do so. But I tell people all the time, if you don't like where you are, then you may have to leave. You may have to just leave because... At the end of the day, you're going to be spending the rest of your life trying to make something happen that you have no control over. And which in terms, this younger generation is going to be completely different than our generation. And which is something that these people are definitely afraid of because this younger generation isn't about race. They're, they're not about any of that. They're all about togetherness and being one set of people and being able to get along and everybody being treated fairly. Right. But this is the thing, though. 
those guys, they are unaware. They don't need the um, NFL. They can actually start a team and actually like push petitions to actually get that team inside the NFL. They can still do that. Because who is the NFL or let's just say the NBA or anybody to say, hey, you can't make this team because we, we control this here. We're going to use. See, they want to keep the money that they make off of black athletes, though. Because you think about it, the majority of the athletes are black. They are dominating uh, the majority of sports except for that polo shit. You know, um, a little bit of hockey. You know, some tennis. Yeah, NASCAR. A little bit of golf and NASCAR. Yeah, they even put a noose in that one guy's um, barn or whatever it was. Yeah, man, a noose and everything, man. Just because he won the whole NASCAR thing. You understand what I'm saying? So this is what they do. They move by intimidating people. You do not have to get their permission to start your own anything. I mean, this is, it, it, it takes a voice. That's all it takes is a voice. And we're people. So what's wrong with Congress or what, what the commission, whatever says, you know what? Yeah, we, we if they want to start a team, you know, we can, we can start a team. But they want everything done their way so they can benefit from it 100%. Now, see, if you have a, a black man purchase an NBA team, <laughs> that would be a multi-billion dollar industry within five years. And I mean $400 billion. Because yeah. would you imagine the competition? Everybody looking and realizes two all-black teams playing against each other, though. See, that's what they're afraid of. Mm -hmm. That's what they're afraid of. See, they, they that's where the tables would turn. You let one NBA team in, and here come two, three, and five more. Then mm -hmm. guess what? Always in a loose time. Always in a loose time. Okay. Yep, and I agree. But I, I think it all goes back to the fact of, you know, it, it goes back to whether you're going to be a follower or whether you're going to be a leader. Now, mind you, this is just one example because this is not really just about race. This is in general. I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, Puerto Rican. This goes in all directions. This could go with people that are unattractive. This could go with people that are disabilities. It, it doesn't matter to me because I have a son that has a disability and we all have children of all races with disabilities and we all know the way they've been treated. So what this boils down to, this is just something that is about people that are being treated as beneath for whatever reason, regardless. And race just happens to be one example. I can do something on disability as well. So I don't want people to just think that it's just about race because that's not what it is. These are just the labels as far as the different types of treatment and the layers right you're, you're right like and you said. It's different layers right a lie is the truth and the truth is a lie exactly, a lie. exactly. because they want the, they want the world to make it seem like why do you think they do plastic surgery mm -hmm. because they want everybody to look the same and there's no you know they want you to look like a mannequin they want you to look like a doll it's like no different for me like i said yesterday i can go into a store and being I'm an African-American woman, I can go to Dave's Bridal and none of those dresses would fit me. Right. Because they're not they're not designed for me. Right. How can somebody design for me that doesn't know my figure? And you're only basing your figure, the, the figure of a woman based on one characteristic of women. A That's why they did plastic surgery. <laughs> right, a five, six. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm so you have to understand everybody's body types are different. Mm -hmm. We are all different. But when it comes to being accepted, it doesn't mean that you are. You can be intelligent and you can be very smart and they'll and you'll be a threat because you're too smart. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear about all the time when people are real smart, what happens? They get bullied. Right. And then you have people that are unattractive that are men and now they're CEOs and now they're presidents. And here come all these women. Exactly. But these men are like, I don't want these women. Right. I don't want these women. So at the same time, I understand why men go and they date outside their race. I'm not even against that at all. But what I don't like is these same men saying, okay, if you're in a relationship with a woman outside your race, there's a way that you can tell black men, okay, if you're going to date a black woman, understand her struggle. 
But you have to understand a lot of women don't want to have to do be independent. But we have to because we're afraid a man is going to cheat. We're afraid a man is going to put his hands on us. Look at the girl that the woman had six kids. And a man killed her and the knife was stuck in her head. Right. But see, this... So you have to think... But see, when you get into the whole concept, see, that's when you get to the whole accept me as I am. And no one have to suffer anyone's past, right? If you bring your past into your present, that equals no future. So if a woman or a man is living in fear or they had a toxic or dysfunctional upbringing, past relationships, marriages, people they dated, they should seek counseling and work on themselves. So that way, when you attract who you are, you want to attract someone that's filled with so much negativity and the same pain and hurt that you have. And that's why that happens. Because see, men are by nature problem solvers. So when a lot of these guys, and I'm going to call them simps and beta males, because when they see a lot of these women have problems that stem from other men, their past, they come in figuring that, you know, they have the notion that they can save these women. And they invest so much of themselves into this woman and realize, listen, she too far gone. And what happens is when you get these good men, that's what they call them. These good men to step in. He get walked all over. You know, because she, she doesn't feel like she's worthy or she's deserving of that type of man due to her past treatment. And, that, and men does it too. It's not just the women. Men does it as well. So when you get into this whole thing where you're dealing with fear, scarcity, you know, of lack of trust and all this other stuff. And you have these personal problems that's fresh inside. You never talked about it. Just like how men, you know, they want us to be more, more emotional. But when a man were, or if, if he were to talk about his problems, he's soft, he's complaining, or, or why are you crying? That's that's the whole. That's the same thing, though. When women going out looking for a certain type of guy, which is the same type of guy, this bad guy, though, then they expect a different outcome and or result. Same thing with a man. You know, you go on the date market because a woman's beautiful. That doesn't mean that she's the right woman for you because a lot of beautiful women are hurt. They, you know, had a lot of men. <laughs> they're beautiful. They attract them. So at some point in life, they have these options, but they're not the right options. And we have to take a yeah, pause, like, you know, for our like, choices. I just feel like that we base things on the wrong value system. Mm-hmm. I think it's no longer about people getting to know people. I feel like that I should know you as a friend first and I should know you in all aspects before I date you mm-hmm. because I look at it like this I don't know what you're going to be when I meet you mm-hmm. when I meet you it has nothing to do with what you look like it has nothing to do with me being attracted to you it's about what can you add to my life and I think that's what people are misinterpreting it's not about you taking care of me in the aspect of you paying for everything. You shouldn't have to do that. I think that a woman should be able to achieve her goals. A man should be able to achieve his goals. And they come together as one. And then eventually they come together and they build something together. So let's say I'm a lawyer, you're a doctor. Let's say we decide eventually to put a practice together. The goal is when you basically enjoy each other in your 20s and then 30 you have kids we have to restructure the whole entire system itself because it doesn't work to not only benefit you know family it's more this society is more for single people it's not geared to marriage and i say that because if you look at the way the school system is why do we have to go through 12 years to go to high school, learning stuff that has nothing to do with what we're going to do when we graduate. Right. None of it. And then when you take these tests, you're going to fail because most people cannot take tests in silence. Right. They just cannot take, you know, tests in silence. So you're automatically going to fail anyway. Right. So how are you going to be in a society when both parents don't get off till five o'clock? And the kids at the 12 can't be in daycare anymore. Right. There's no place for them to go because there's no community centers anymore. If you have a child with special needs, some states don't have any programs for them, like where I live. So it's not geared for marriage. 
Okay. This country is not geared for marriage. Right. At all. All right. I, I want to say. It's not geared for it. Right. I want to say one thing to you, because I, I do remember talking to you before on my talk. I'm going to explain mm-hmm. something to you. Today's time, this this modern generation is the problem. Number one, it's lack of leadership, structure, and discipline. I'm going to tell you that now. It's a lack of cooperation and interdependency. Okay? It's a lot of people, and I would say the majority are women who want to become boss chicks and do their own thing, right? And I don't have nothing personal against women. I just educate a lot of people in the red pill community as well as the manosphere. That's what I do as a successful business owner as well. Um, but I will say this. When you look at marriage relationships, you have to understand what the vetting process is. You have to know whether you're going for a modern man or a traditional man. A traditional man is the provider, protector, the leader type thing. There's no equality. There's no you working as a doctor and me working as a lawyer. You're going to have a choice here. Either you're going to be on my program. I don't need you to work. You can stay at home, raise our kids. And if you want to educate them yourselves privately, then you can do that. So that way, that dynamic, that problem doesn't exist with both parents working. No one's there for the kids and everything once they come home from school. We have to understand our infrastructure as a whole. It's not about society. That happens after the fact. Once you leave your house. So... If you don't have the proper dynamic of a, of a, of a two-parent household, then you're not going to understand what it is to even work together to raise a family. You can't have two, both parents wanting to go their own way and then try to come together at the end of the day. That does that would never work. And that's why a lot of marriages... Why, why wouldn't it, though? Why wouldn't it? Because I'm explaining why. I'm going to tell you why. Because I didn't get anything to do with that. You, you, I, I say that because... But listen, it's looking at no, but I'm explaining why. But I'm, I'll explain why in a different way before you answer the question. Okay. Let's say, for example, your husband gets work. Your husband gets hurt, right? And oh, someone is coming. Okay, hold on. Let me get this other person and bring you right back. Hold on. Okay. I'm gonna bring you right back in one second. Okay. Before I, how are you? Hello? Hi. Is that Maria? I'm good. Yeah. Um, I I love the talk. I, I really agree with both you guys. Like it's so important, these types of things. I'm I'm trying to help people see it too, like the children, the structures of the school system, the structures of even our justice system, our medical system, like we're really implementing a very anti child toxic, you know, way of living for people. That's why we're really unhappy. So a lot of us are, you know, committing suicide. A lot of people are developing mental health issues at really fast paces compared to before, because there's just there's this really unconnected community, people actually being heard, being accepted, being themselves, and we're just struggling to find something to fill that void. That's why people do a lot of really irregular behaviors that we see. And that's what I was here to say. The way society is and the way that we want things to be as far as that tradition is going out the window. Because in America, it's not about tradition. There there can't be a tradition. Why? You have too many people from too many different countries. You have too many different religions. You have too many different ways of life. You have too many choices. And because of that word, choice, Okay. Right when they buy us, they weaken us, right? Because we're community, we're attachment based, you know, creatures. We have to attach to each other to have that sense of like co regulation, to have that sense of like, I'm heard, I'm not alone, I'm, I'm secure. It's what we, what we get to literally begin the whole process of living is you have to have that. And that continues through your whole life. Um, but when they take us and they push us to work these really, jobs that don't have a lot of purpose to us there are a lot of hours they're you know taking away our community feeling so we're disconnected we're much more um you know separated from each other and we feel like this really sense of kind of life becomes less interesting life becomes a lot more mundane and when you're in that state it's a lot easier to control you know manipulate people to conform to what they want everyone to be right because people are just too stressed, too tired, too frustrated to realize 
This is habit, generationally, over and over and over. Yeah. And I know when I was in Germany, how their school system works, which I wish they would do here, is you base your school system from what your child wanted to be. The child had three choices of what they wanted to be when they grew up. And so they they graduate in the ninth grade. From from ninth to twelfth, they're going to college. They're either going to a technical school where they're taking a trade, and then when they graduate at 18, they could go either straight to work or they get their bachelor's from the age of 18 to 22, and they were done it. If you're a law, if you want to be a lawyer, you have to go to your 28. Yeah, I'll tell you too. The biggest, the biggest thing that we really could do to make the education system like majorly, majorly more effective is take the kids' first three to six years and let them learn how to navigate relationships and emotions and how to be around other people and be in situations instead of forcing this curriculum and this structure and this this you have to have this or be this or do this and, and, and like telling them again and enforcing you're not good enough like you have to be this or do this to be you know wanted or allowed you get punished for trying to figure out who you are children are just trying to explore their dynamics right like who am i in this world how do i connect as an individual and we shoot that down we tell them like that is not we don't want that. You know, you won't be loved. you won't be loved. You won't be wanted. So children go into the school system immediately believing that like they have to pretend and falsify who they are, create a personality, create protective behaviors, create you know all these scenarios to be able to feel like I can manage and regulate through life's natural emotional situations, things that we're supposed to be able to deal with. If we would give them the security of having parents. For, for three years that can be there not have to work not have to always be busy parents that can be there and then the school system give them relationships that they can actually you know figure out and explore rather than you can't have this you can't have that you can't play this game you can't do that game you can't do this and that kids would learn that i can securely manage my environment and i feel like i got this no matter what they believe this the sense of self like i'm I'm able to handle it. You know, life is easy, but I can handle it. Kids don't believe they can handle it. So they freak out. And then they tune out. And when they tune out, they don't learn the skill. Right? They avoid learning it. I agree. And I really think we need to get rid of testing. I really think instead of doing these tests on paper, I think it needs to be hands-on. Because... When it comes to working, you're going to be doing it hands-on. And then you get you get out of college and everything that you learn doesn't even apply when you graduate. And I feel like that these kids should graduate before 18. Yeah, I really, I really back to that beginning, right? If I don't have that security, that confidence or trust in myself, then how am I going to, you know, always be able to you know, get somewhere in life, you know, I get, I do college, I do all this, I, I do everything the world tells me to do, I still feel like I'm not enough, I still feel like I'm not getting anything, I still feel like, why is, like, your life still handing me nothing, that's the feeling of disconnection from that, again, that self, that not understanding who I am, like, as a person, like, how to be, how to walk, how to talk, how to tell feelings of themselves in the world, is built in those first few years, and that carries with you. Whether you remember it or not, every person subconsciously programs those feelings and those you know, patterns that we learn for how we how we feel about ourselves within the world. And if we don't give kids that, which is what I feel like we do, we do wrong. We give fucking kids the feeling that their parents don't have time for them, their parents not on purpose are overwhelmed, put them in front of a screen, or you know, they don't have that present attachment to parents because parents don't have the time they have to work or they're tired or they're frustrated or they're on schedule or they're pressured whatever it's always just these kids being told like be this do that do this there's, there's no attachment there's no presence like hey i welcome you like, i want you here you know who you are is accepted and we're gonna get through 
whatever, you know, consequences. Children are just kind of taught, do as I say, or, you know, my love and my attachment is not unconditional, it's conditional. True. Right? Yeah. And that's teach them about relationships. And that's why a lot of relationships fail because people are programmed to feel like, I don't trust this relationship because my first experience was my parents didn't like let me do what I wanted or maybe they yelled at me or maybe they ignored me or maybe they gave me everything I wanted but they didn't give me their time. Whatever that child's experience was, that is literally the beginning of how they think relationships and they'll subconsciously get into patterns like that until they become aware of it because that's just, again, that's your model. What a relationship is, is it unconditional? Is it secure? Is it, you know, anxious? Is it um, unpredictable? Is it scary? There's so many variations and you keep getting into these relationships. Why do they keep failing? Because they're living on an old program, autopilot, right? It's just continuously repeating to protect you, but right. it no longer serves you. It used to, right? but it doesn't anymore. Yeah. But why are you still living on it, right? Yeah, it doesn't. You're absolutely right. It doesn't. And that's what I was trying to say. I know a lot of people want the tradition of women staying home and men staying home, but we're not in that society anymore. No matter how much we as people may say we want mothers to stay home, but then you also got to look at it. Some women are like, I didn't want kids. I want to fulfill my dreams. I want to fulfill my goals. So when I was saying to the person, okay, you have to fulfill your goals and your dreams before you get married and kids, that's why that's important. So this woman can say, I've done it all. And now I'm ready to have children and I'm ready to slow down. No. Let me achieve my dreams first before I do that. That's not how it works. Even you have kids or happy. No. Just be, you know, not happy all the time, but to be actually like, emotional with them. Don't sit there and be like always depressed or always sad or always just down. Because then kids don't learn optimism, right? They just learn this like constant stress, like down state of see Latani that whole you know doing with So that's what I want everybody to understand. We have to figure out the balance between and if you want to back up here I want to finish that conversation. Yeah I'm here. I just want people to understand that I know First of all, we got to learn how to be adults before we can bring kids in this. And the reason I said that both people need to achieve their goals is because of the individual part of it. Not only that, if something happens to you, God forbid, I still got to take care of these kids. And let's say, God forbid, you get hurt. I still got to take care of these kids. So I'm not saying that men shouldn't provide. Now, if you have men and they're making money, That's I'm not saying I have to go into a job. I don't, it, I'm not saying I have to necessarily go into a job. But if I want to do jewelry, if I want to do life coaching and I want to help people, I feel like my spouse should support that at the same time. Because I wouldn't want my husband to have to work long hours by himself and he's never home. You see what I mean? Like she said, both parents got to be there. All right. So if it's where my husband says, okay, you don't have to work a regular job. Okay, I'm cool with that. But if I have a dream, let's say I'm a designer. Let's say I want to I wanna be a life coach like I am right now. Uh-huh. I don't mind being home with the kids. I don't mind being there. But I also want something of my own to say, this is mine. <laughs> And so my husband won't think that, okay, I'm just sitting at home and I'm spending his money. No, it's not because I want to be independent because I'm leaving my husband. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to be there for my husband. But at the same time, there are things that women can do that still bring income into the home because you never know what may or may not happen. Okay. And you don't. All right. Well, I want to have a a brief... uh discussing with you just for man or woman um if you don't mind discussing or telling me how, how old are you just roughly i'm 48 okay i'm 45 okay and i'm going to tell you something um for me not not only that i'm a business owner i have i own five businesses as well i'm a mm-hmm. writer with a movie that's been producing um in hollywood with Pearson media into a movie um for me 
like I've said, for the money that, okay, let, let's say that I will make, my wife will have to be on my program. She's not going to have an individual mindset. Me, 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 my, my, my. The woman that I vet, she will build her life around the man that she wants as a husband. So by the time she's 24, 25, 26, all that established, and she gained that knowledge from her mother. She gained the knowledge from her father being in a two-parent household. I prefer to date or marry women that had both parents living in the house and the man is respected. He's not a beta male. He's not being emasculated. His wife isn't calling the shots. She's able to relax in her femininity and be at peace. Marriage isn't about happiness. That's for children. A lot of people marry for happiness. Well, I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that and be happy. Well, listen, you have a lot more self-fulfillment to do. You know what I mean? Because if you're not happy at the age of 30, 35, 36, so you have it, like you mentioned before, you know, I want to accomplish my goals, my this, my that. Nine times out of 10, those women will end up dying alone. Those women will end up single mothers. They won't be wives. And if they are wives, they won't be wives for long because they want to hold on to that independent streak. And that does not work with a man. In marriages, like you mentioned before, we all want tradition. The reason why we're not getting that, I would say as black men, is due to feminism. Due to women want to be boss chicks. Due to women want to be independent. They call their great-grandmothers and grandmothers weak, but their marriages lasted 50, 60 years. It's a big difference. When you're dealing with a man that's a boss, he don't need a boss chick. He's the boss. There's no equality. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of women struggle with that. Because they seen a mother raise them on their own without the help of a man or they had selective femininity or conditional femininity and dealt with a man that had money. Maybe he was six feet tall, had good looks. He probably didn't have that much money, but he was good in bed. So you have a lot of these things that does transpire in the mindset of a woman. Men, typically, we're visual. We'll sleep with a woman, but we won't fall in love with her. We, we don't have to love her or anything. Because we, we rational, we go by the best outcomes and results of the things that we want, not as men, but as husbands. For our legacy, generational wealth, that's, that's what men think about. It's not, oh, let me get this type of money so I can go to Cuba, so I can go vacationing, so I can buy a jet. That's not, that's not how we think. Those alpha male dudes may think that, you know, because they want the attention, they need people to validate them, they need the acceptance. But men, that's on their purpose. Only thing that matters is us knowing our purpose, our legacy, and our family. That is it. So for a man, let's say, let's make $350,000 a year. I wish my wife would come to me telling me that she want a job, go work for somebody else, she want to bring all that stress under my roof. That's not going to happen. You're going to be there for me when I need you. You're my entertainment. And it's not saying that in a, in a bad way. But you support me. I'm working, running my own business, 96 hours to 100 hours a week. There's no way I have time to support my wife running anything that she has to do on her own. You understand what I'm saying? So when a man goes out into this dating market, you have to understand, listen, I'm the table. And I'm looking for a woman that's getting on my program. No ifs, ands, and buts. I make enough money to go over to Brazil or, or to the Philippines, and I will purchase a wife for $30,000. I have the money to do that. So that's why I speak the way I do. Because I know the type of man I am. I know my value. I know my worth. There's no potential here. I am who I am. I'm 45. But that would be like saying, that be like saying you're looking for a slave. I no, say I'm looking for a cooperative. It's cooperation. But see, that's what you don't understand. No, no, no. It's cooperation. No, no, I understand what you're saying. The time. I understand what you're saying. But I'm, I'm, I'm before, you add, before you respond to that, let me explain what I mean by that. We came in this world alone. Now, mind you, all of this is top behavior. Yeah. It's so I'm going to break it down from a different perspective. If we came in this world and we didn't know anything as a child, we don't know nothing about what the world works. So God never said that it was about, it's about being evenly yoked. And that's what it means. And evenly yoked means... Equally yoked means you're I who you are. I ministered for three years. Equally yoked is equivalent to attracting who you are, Latanya. So there's no way around this. There's only one way. 
If a woman wants to be a boss chicken independent, get a beta male or diary. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's not about that either. It's not, that, that's the point. It's not about being a boss chick. I want, I want men to understand that. Well, but what it's about is the way you have to understand. I have two parents. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to flip this away. I have two parents. Both of my parents and my father was that way. And well, I'm well, 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 I don't understand what's what way. Okay. My, I have two parents, right? Well, then my parents were together for 17 years. My mother wasn't home. Okay. My mother was not. And so. So which one my mother, you being at home? Like, why, if your mom at home, you feel like you have to do something different? See, this is. No, no, no. Problem. I'm saying when my mother left my father, mm-hmm. she left my father. So what I'm saying is, even though in the beginning, oh, here's one thing. There's a thing called resentment. And here's what we have to look at. Both parties, male and female, should feel like they've done it all. And it has, because we're all individuals. And because we're all individuals, we all have separate dreams. Right. Before I meet a man, there is me. There, There is me. I'm an individual. Are you concerned? You're an individual. But listen, but are you concerned so about if that man wants kids? Like, are you trying to do everything? By what? Like, if you're 35 or 36, man, that's too late. See, this is the problem. No, no, no. It, but but people goals no. are for a lifetime. Cause see, once they that's, complete no, one goal, they, they have another one. Yes, it, it does. People, that's what they call elevate growth, Latanya. That's why we have a big um this this uh what well, 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 No, what I'm trying to say is here's my thing. When you're talking about evenly yoked from what I was talking about it. Both parties on the same level. And what I mean by that is nobody's saying that a man should not provide. You're working 120 hours. No, 100. When do you spend time with the kids? Uh-huh. That's, that's what I'm saying. No, my minds are growing. What I, mean by, what I mean by evenly yoked, I'm not saying it's about being a boss chick. That's not what I'm saying. It's not even about being independent. What it's about is I want where my husband does not have to work as much. But he's a man who's supposed to work. No, see, you're taking away what men do, though. See, that's that we can't. No, no, I'm not. No, 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 I'm not. What I'm saying is, a man also has to be home with his children. He also has to be home as well. Hold on. You also have to be home as well. If you're working 120 hours. When are you home with the kids? Kids need both their parents. That's why it's evenly yoked. Both parties have to work. And this is your host, Nigel McKnight of Sigma Male Diaries. Some of you might like what I say, but then again, some of you might not. But I don't give a fuck. And I really don't. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay safe and be blessed. But that man, that man, that man. Stop. I'm just going to go ahead and say this because I've had enough of this shit reading the comments and uh, just talking and seeing that, that nobody's going to change. Nobody's even going to get the message. Stop dating women in the United States altogether. I know I said stop. Don't marry a woman. Don't even fuck with them at all now. Okay? Because the thing is, nobody's going to change, right? <laughs> nobody's even going to try to compromise. Okay?